For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, but also what they put inside of me. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. I'm super excited to have someone that football really has affected his life in so many ways. My friend Chris Forget. I am in Houston, and you are in Mackie, Idaho? I am actually in Sun Valley today calling for Oh, you Sun are? Valley. Okay. Because I know you have a place in Mackie that um, John and I are going to go fishing. Yes, you summer. are. Just over the hill. Yes, over the hill. Uh, how's the weather in Sun Valley? I heard yesterday was beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. You know, it's starting to warm up. Feels like spring is in the air, but we're supposed to get a little more weather coming in this weekend, which we need. So it'll be nice. Yeah, a little more snow we could certainly use. I know. So we can go fishing longer than last year. It's kind of scary, but let's dive right in. Um, You're going to be around for two podcasts. The first one obviously is going to be your career and all of that and how you started. And then the second one is going to be about uh, your injury and injuries in general. But let's start off. You started football at a young age. Was it your parents? Usually it's the dad getting you in. Tell me about that. So, so going back, my, my dad actually uh, was uh, last of 11 kids out of Oklahoma, and all the boys got full scholarships. Two went into the military, retired for full bird colonels. The other three played uh, football and basketball. My dad got a full scholarship to Stanford University, where he started as a halfback until he got hurt. But so, yeah, so it started with dad. He went to Stanford and my mom was an Oregon duck who swam for the uh, Oregon ducks number two in the country back then for her. So, you know, sports has been always been in my, my life a little bit with my parents. So. Was there pressure? Cause you're super athletic. I know. And I mean, obviously coming from all that, I'm at a rodeo now going, you know, and they're so, so multi-generational. Was there pressure for you to get into football and sports? Well, I, I don't, you know, not like it is today. I see what kids are going through and the pressure of sports is so, so different today. But back then it was just kind of, you know, started with flag football. You know, I played in fourth grade. I'll never forget. We were the champs and all the way up through, uh, you know, until I got to ninth grade uh, where I played tackle. But I was always too big, you know, to go up and play Pop Warner. I had to go play up another uh, another age class because I was a little bigger than most kids, it seemed like. And, and so my parents didn't want me playing tackle until – you know, I got to ninth grade where I was able to play um, tackle football for the first time. So you went through all that. We were joking a couple of weeks ago with uh, Trevor, who uh, hosts with me during the football season. We were talking about the Pro Bowl and we're like, just make that flag football. <laughs> It'd probably be more interesting. <laughs> yeah, flag football is quite popular now. And it was then. And uh, yeah, if I had it to do over again, maybe I would, you know, I, I love flag football. It was so fun. You know, it wasn't the, the time type of collisions you're seeing, which makes it fun too. So yeah, I love it. I love it. So let's talk high school. You were a bigger guy, like in ninth grade, did you make varsity and, and how competitive was 
uh, high school football where you lived? So where I so I in ninth grade I played for a team uh, called it was a junior high school, and then I made a decision to transfer to a private uh, boys school called Servite, which is one of the top schools in the country for for sports. It's uh, it's in the Trinity League where Modern Day has been the number one team in the country for football. Servite played them tough this year, and we ended up number four in the country. Uh, and back then when I played, we were number four. But so I transferred to Servite my sophomore year, and. Um, you know, it was a big transition going to a private Catholic school. I had to drive 30 minutes every day to get to school. And, but it was a sacrifice my parents made. And, and I, the reason I went there, I'll never forget my, in ninth grade, sitting there having breakfast. And my dad showed me an article that was in the paper and that Servite was playing a team called Muller High School. You know, it would have been, that was in 1982, they were going to play. And this was like an 80. And read me this article. And my, I said, dad, I want to go there. I want to go to serve. I can get a scholarship and play football. And I, I don't know why, but it came to me and, and he's like, okay. So I ended up having to take the entrance exam. I got in. And so as a sophomore, when I went there, we, we had a really good team and we were 10 and 0. And um, so we, we knew we had something special as our, as our sophomore team. And we had a, uh, a quarterback back then, his name is Steve Berline, who played 17 <laughs> years in the NFL. And so he was my quarterback. And uh, so I was, so I played defensive tackle and I was a t- goal line tight end. So that was my sophomore year. And, uh, you know, very, it was, it was an incredible experience. I mean, when you're on a team like that and play at the highest level. So transition my junior year, um, we knew we were good. And, uh, but it just, we, uh, we ended up going um, into, made the uh, playoffs, but as a wild card team and played the number one team in the country back then it is in, in our opening game where we it's just supposed to get just shellacked. It was Edison high school out of Southern California. And they had the, the longest winning streak in the nation back then, 33 games. And so we, we knocked off the wild card team, our first game, and, and then we won the next game and, and then we ended up losing in the semis. Uh, but it, that, it was one of the most incredible, you know, experiences as a junior to be playing. And I played, you know, goal line tight end and Steve didn't even start, you know, here's a guy that's all, you know, all pro NFL, you know, and didn't start till a senior year. So that's just called perseverance and, you know, it, all that stuff. That's awesome. And then what happened on your senior year? So senior year, and I had a really good year as a junior, um, but I didn't make any, you know, I, I don't even think I made all league as a junior, but my senior year, um, I had a really good year. And so uh, we ended up um, winning the Cal- mythical state championship back then because now they have the playoff system and, and they can really determine who's the state champ. But we were the mythical California state champ. We played Long Beach Poly for the championship game, but it was kind of ironic. So we opened my my, fr- my senior year against a team called Muller High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. So we flew back. It was East versus West. We played the number one team in the country then because uh, the uh, Edison lost. Um, and this is where Coach Jerry Faust was the coach the year before that went to Notre Dame right out of high school to head coach. So we flew back. We played Muller. We lost our opening game, you know, and uh, it was our fourth game of the year. It was our first. No excuses. We were ahead going into the fourth quarter, but we ended up losing that amazing team. But then we went on and won the next 11 games straight. We went 11 and one. And so my, my senior year, I had a really good year. So I ended up being all Orange County. I was all CIF. I was a defensive player of the year for the Angeles League. Uh, I was a Catholic All-American. So I had all these different accolades and really had, um, you know, picks of most colleges, I always say, except for USC, which always 
made me mad. Well, I'm <laughs> Washington Husky, so forget USC. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, all my friends are uh, Trojans up here. It's just so funny. And, uh, but anyway, so I, I chose the University of Arizona and, um, and that's where I went to college. My sister-in-law went there too. So she'll be very happy to hear this. So in high school, I remember my brother Pete played um, in high school and, you know, in the summer it's hot and you do two a days and all this. And he ate us out of house and home and you're bigger than he is. (laughs) He was, I always joke, he was the right guard um, for Mark Rippon, who is a Super Bowl MVP back in the day. But I mean, your poor parents, especially having to fit, you know, your dad growing up with all those kids gets yeah. it, got it. But it's like, what was a day like in high school? Because you still have to study and then we'll get into college, which is even yeah. harder. Yeah, no. And this school is a very tough, tough school. It's a prep school. And and I wasn't quite used to the, the curriculum and it was really, it wasn't easy for me. So I had a couple tutors through high school. And, you know, when you're doing two days at Servite, you would get to school and you wouldn't leave campus till you got home at night because it's too far to go back. You couldn't go back and forth. So you leave and you go there. And yeah, you know, we, um, I, I ate a lot. And, for, you know, for me back then, I was one of the biggest guys on our team, not the biggest, but I was, you know, I was maybe, maybe 225, 230, which, you know, today's deal. It's big it, in high school. You know, back then it was pretty big. And, and, um, but yeah, so the training, the the food that you ate, it was uh, it was pretty incredible. Nothing like when you went to uh, you know around the training table in college. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I drank a lot of Mountain Dew back then, though. I know that. I remember that. My favorite. <laughs> I love it. So, what was your coach like in high school, and what do you remember? What did he? How did he prepare you to go on to college? What was he like? You know, it, it was just, it was discipline. You know, I went to school, it was the four D's, dedication, discipline, desire, and uh, whatever, you know, the fourth D is, but it was, you know, there, you didn't walk on the field. You had to have shaved heads. You had, your hair couldn't be a quarter inch long. Yes, sir. No, sir. And you never walked on the field. I mean, it was very, very disciplined. So, you know, going there where the training, the conditioning, it was second to none, so when I got to college, I felt like I, you know, whatever we did, it, it was, you know, I was ready for. Except the heat in Tucson was a little different from Southern California. Yeah, true, <laughs> but it's a dry heat. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, yeah, dry heat. Yes. So I know I can't even imagine how much liquid you would consume in uh, either, just for that. Yeah. So he prepared you, and what was your coach's name again in high school? Uh, Ron Smelter. And then he went on. Yeah. So we were the state champs. Next year they won everything. Then he went on and coached, uh, not in the NFL, he's in the Canadian League for another 10 years, very high level, you know, one of the top coaches in the Canadian Football League. But yeah, so that was my my high school coach. And he did a lot to prepare me, that's for sure. Well, and and I always think my brother, because he's a little older than you um, and me, but, you know, back then, a lot of people, obviously, private Catholic school, you're going to be more disciplined. And I'm sure it taught you great manners as well. But yes, it's ma'am. like you know, that's what college and the pros is all about. And back in high school, especially then, I mean, you had it, but not as strict, I'm sure. So I'm, I, I'm assuming that, like you said, really, really carried on through college. So you're in high school, everything's going great, and you get a lot of offers. How did you decide where to go? Well, it was actually kind of interesting. My mom, having went to Oregon, I, I only took two trips. Um, I canceled a couple towards the end just because I went to Oregon first and I'll never forget going to Oregon where my cousin was. 
and had a really incredible trip and uh, went and got to see the old Animal House. It was on Fraternity Road, the old Animal I'm like, oh my gosh, because back then Animal House was such a fun movie for us. And so I remember, you know, that was a great trip. And then when I went to Arizona, um, it was something about the coach, you know, the head coach, he came to my house before, sits down in your living room with your family and tells you everything about why you should go there. And and so he really made an impact, Larry Smith, you know, so at Arizona. And then when I went to Arizona, I actually had a, a, a buddy of mine, turned out to be one of my very closest friends, but he went to my rival high school called Modern Day. And, and Jim was a big, big stud. He's, you know, he's 285 pound, just starting all of state nose guard, you know? And so we ended up going there together and then we became roommates. And so it was just interesting how, you know, once you get there and you're meeting all these kids from all over the country coming in and, and, and seeing where these kids are coming from, it was pretty amazing. And so, um, so that kind of, you know, I think was the coach number one and just seeing the class that was coming in, I got to meet on the recruiting trip and, fell in love with uh, the campus and, and I knew I'd have a chance to start and play when I was going there. And, the, and back then Arizona had a really good team. That's, you know, before the killer bees were out in the late eighties, I think it was early nineties was the killer bees, but we you know got down to number three in the country back in the day. And we were pretty good. Now our football team is, hasn't been too good, but this year is going to be different. They got a really good recruiting class from my high school, actually five kids committed top kids in the, in the state. So it would be. Wow. I love it. Yeah. So college, I mean, you were prepared because you went to this private high school and all of yeah. that. Take me through during the season and preseason in college, your day, because talk about books. I mean, I barely made it through college <laughs> and I did not. Yeah. But, you know, being the sorority, woohoo. Yeah. So, well, my freshman year is very interesting. So we had a really good team back in the day there. And I um, so I ended up starting as a true freshman on special teams. So we had 26 scholarship athletes and I was the only one that lettered that freshman year. And so I just remember, um, you know, it, it was incredible. I got to play like the last series of every game if we're up, you know, on, on, as a defensive tackle. So I got to play. But, you know, when you talk about like you're, you're at a big campus, you're you're coming there and it's such a large campus and, and trying to get from class and just trying to figure out the whole with the training table and the films you have to watch and just balancing your time. It, it wasn't easy, but they, they do a really good job. When you go to school these days on a scholarship, I'm sure it's, that was 35 years ago, but back then, you know, they really, they get behind you and you have study hall, you're mandatory as a freshman. You got to be in there two hours every night, regardless of your grades. So you're sit there forced to get your homework done. Um, you know, you have training table breakfast and dinner, and then a stipend for lunch and, you know, they, and back there too, they weighed you in and weighed you out every day just because it was so hot and make sure people aren't dehydrated. So they really, you know, uh, monitored everything you did, whether it's academics, your weight, your, <laughs> just your eating and making sure you're, you know, doing everything you need to do to be uh, eligible to play. And then you had to keep, I'm assuming a certain grade point. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be above a three Oh, I, well, even then, I mean, I, I, I believe it was, I mean, yeah. to be eligible, it was, it was around there, you know, and some kids weren't as high, I don't, you know, probably, but um, you know, it with, with the coaching and, and with the, the study halls and everything else, thank goodness it wasn't that much of a problem for me. <laughs> Good. Got, well, you're a smart man. I stayed eligible. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And so the coach, you know, was really big on your decision to go to U of A. Um, what do you remember about him and what did he teach you? 
through that uh, Larry Smith, who's passed away because uh, he went on, went to USC after Arizona, head coach at USC. And then he went to Missouri and did really well there. So um, I, I just, you know, it, it's funny, like, you know, when people come into your life and have impacts on your life. And, and his certainly was just, you know, the character of a man and just someone like, I want to go play for this guy. You know, I, you know, I don't know if his is, is just his personality. And I really just, uh, you know, he was a leader and I just, I'm like, I want to go play for that man. So it was a no brainer for me to end up going to Arizona. And Do you remember a piece of advice or even if it was for football or everyday life that he would not preach to you all, but he would give you, or, you know, did he ever pull you aside and say, Chris, you know, I, I as I go back, boy, as you know, trying to think back, I just, I just know that his biggest thing was, just rallying you together to get the best out of someone you can. I mean, so whether it was, you know, a subtle thing, whether you're yelling at you, you know, cause he's the head coach, he's got a hundred kids out there. Um, but it, he was just able to, you know, get the best performance out of you. And you wanted to leave it all on the field because, you know, you respected him so much. And so I think it was that respect factor that really pushed you to want to make sure you didn't let him down. Well, and I, I've been asking my Cowboys this the last week that I've been interviewing them. You have to have confidence. First, you have to be competitive. Yes. In which I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, ask my family. A little different story there. But yeah. you have to be competitive and you have to have confidence. But then there's the fine line between being confident and cocky. I think yeah. the cocky, in, especially in football players, especially in pro players a lot, gets them in trouble. Yeah. But what's that fine line you know, you have to be driven. You want have to want to do that because football is a contact sport. But between confidence and cocky, how how yeah. do you stay you level? Know, I think coming out of the school I did with Servite, it just it teaches you a little more humility. And so I never had that cockiness factor. Um, you almost need a little bit, you know, to be able to line up against a three hundred pound monster every day and <laughs> get and, and and do those drills every day. So there is a fine line, but I, you know, I think that, you know, if you could have the, um, you know, the, a little bit of cockiness, but, you know, always keeping that humility as I've always thought was even more important because well, you're at is. a level and people are looking up to you and you're out there. And so it was just, you know, you, you have to, have, you know, if you didn't have the confidence, you wouldn't, you know, play. And so you have to have the confidence or you wouldn't be out there. And then, you know, the, the cockiness is just attitude is projecting the right attitude, but you know, it's sad to say you see some of these kids these days and they watch the people that are just, you know, it's just different. It's a little different. And if they had a little more humility, I think they go a lot longer and farther in life. But well, know. yeah. And, and especially with the pros you see and it's like, how, yeah. why did they do this? Yeah. You, know, you have the money to hire a car service. You have, you know, and yeah. you're getting paid all this money no matter what sport. And yeah, I think the cockiness and the guys that get in trouble in football are are more few and far between if you take the whole scope of how many people play, which is good. Yes, I would agree. It's yeah. And thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. But then you're just like, you have everything. What? You're just going to throw your pads off and walk off the field. I won't name names, but that yeah, was this last yeah. year. So. Drive a car at a hundred miles an hour and wipe. I mean, there's just things that have happened. You just scratch your head and go, why? Gosh, yeah. darn it. You know, life is so short anyways, but yeah. So. Well, it is. And speaking of life is short. Your career got cut short, and we'll talk about the injury, but you went to a couple big bowl games, and you said you were third in the country, um, and you played three of the four years. It's kind of funny to me because you see all these redshirt freshmen, and I'm like, oh, good. They have a year to develop. 
but you already developed if you're starting as a freshman. Weird question, but did it, were you just so ready to go? You didn't care and say, I'll start as a true freshman and then I'll have my, you know, four years and instead of red shirting. You know, it's the coaches make that decision. So when you get there, I, uh, you know, I want to play, but we had a really good team then. And our, our line was pretty deep as far as the defensive tackles. I mean, just big guy. One guy was 335 pounds. I mean, he's our nose guard and these are seniors. So I, so I, I mean, so when I started as a freshman, I was the special teams. I was on kickoff return. And I knew then I was the fit first rotation on the defensive line. So when someone got tired or what have you, I'd go in, not to get a lot of playing time, but I got to play as a freshman. And so, yeah, I think that, um, and that's where, you know, my, my, my freshman year, what happened was, is that we were uh, playing, we're, I think we're seven and oh, and we're playing against the Oregon Ducks. And I always tell, I recount the story that, my cousin EJ Duffy was a starting linebacker for Oregon, went to Jesuit High School out of Portland, starting linebacker. Even he was on kickoff team too. So he was there on that play. I got hurt. So ironically, we're we're ahead going into the half in my freshman year. The the last play of the first half, the guy in front of me, uh preseason all-American blows his knee out. And now I've got a coach in my face, shaking my face mask, trying, you're a freshman, you're starting now in the Pac-10. Back then it was Pac-10, yeah. not the Pac-12. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready, you know. And then we go into locker room at halftime. They're still just, you know, like this is your chance in life. I've been playing every game on special teams, getting a little bit of play time. Opening kickoff, second half, the ball was kicked in the end zone. I ran back, and the ball back then, they blew it dead. It was a kick in the end zone. And I had two guys run down. They, I set up. They both hit me at the same time, and I stepped back to brace, and I shattered my leg super bad, tippy plateau fracture. And, you know, they say the kickoff and they've changed it since then. It's the most dangerous play of all football. They've now eliminated it where they don't get a 10 yard running start. They have to start on the line. They, they kick it just to cut down on the speed and the collisions. And they've done a lot of stuff to kind of protect that. But it is what it is. But I, I shattered my leg that year. And uh, <laughs> I'll never forget, you know, being in the locker room and, you know, it, it wasn't compound, but it sure looked like it. You know, it didn't even look like my leg. So that was my uh, my my quick career. And, you know, and so I didn't, that was it. My, my freshman year. against Crazy. And we're going to um, talk about that uh, in our next podcast next yeah. week and carry on. But I love hearing all the stories as do our listeners. So stay tuned more with Chris next week, right here on beyond the locker room. And yeah, we're going to talk injuries and how that affected your life and where you are today, which is a very cool spot with your lovely bride. So stay tuned. More with Beyond the Locker Room with Maria and Chris Burgett, uh next week. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.